Welcome back, rugby fans, of course, to the Run Parcel Kick interview with your team here from the Rugby Rant Podcast Show. My name is Ty Brogger, your host for today's activities, alongside the familiar face of Rob, the Hammer Hammerschmidt, and more importantly, the man of the hour, the one to be put to the RPK test, Mr. Danny Barrett. Welcome to the show, my friend. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. And uh, your, of course, reputation precedes you, to say the least. But for those of you who might not necessarily know the rugby resume, a few highlights for those fans that are tuning in. Former University of California Collegiate All-America 2013 7s and 15s. Wasn't satisfied with just one code. Uh, we continue forward. San Francisco, Golden Gate, USA 15s. Uh, Eagle number, what's that? 452. You know, I'm always curious if the guys actually know their number or not. Yeah, or they, that's it. Did you know your number? I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're wow. like the first Eagle yeah. we've ever had. He's like, oh, actually, I know my number. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it must be the first time. Oh, like, usually when I go 452, they're like, oh, really? Is it? You don't have a tattoo of that someplace, do <laughs> I, I do not uh, have a tattoo of it. It's just not in pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah of, course, of pride. Right? of course. You should be. There you go. So, absolutely. Let me remind everybody a few more notes to share about your rugby resume. Olympic Sevens, of course. 2016 Rugby World Cup 2018 uh, Sevens. Uh, Olympic Sevens 2021. And more recently... You, of course, are going to be a part of Premier Rugby Sevens. And on that note, before I go any further, if you are tuning in for the first time, it's best I hand you over to my colleague, Rob Hammerschmidt, to learn how the RPK interviews work. All right, all right, all right. Let's get it on, folks. All right, so we're going to put Danny Barrett to the run, pass, or kick challenge. And it works a little like this for those who are uninitiated and they are first-time watchers. Basically, we're going to prompt each question to Danny with the words run, pass, or kick. And Danny's going to let us know what he's going to do, let you know what he's going to do. If he decides to run with the question, it simply means he's going to go in and take it forward and answer the question. Or he could go ahead and pass a question. It simply means that that question is a hot topic, doesn't want to get himself in trouble, and he's a smart lad, perhaps, and he's going to stay away from that one. Or he can have a little fun with us, put us on the back foot, make us sweat it out, and he could kick it to us. And, and Danny, uh, you can either identify who you want to feel the question, you know, one of those directional kicks that I'm, well, I can't say that you've ever given a directional kick that I'm my knowledge, but nevertheless, <laughs> um, and you can direct it who you want. Or if, uh, if you forget, that's okay. Um, we'll just assume whoever asks the question will be responsible for handling that question. You can grade us out. Tell us we were shite. Tell us we were great. Spot on and follow up, not follow up. It's totally and absolutely up to you, but we're just trying to give fans a little taste tonight for who Danny Barrett is and what he's all about in the rugby world. Before we get to that challenge, we just want to talk about one of our premier sponsors, Can I Brands. And I want to touch upon this real quick because, you know, Can I Brands sent us some samples and I've been using them and I really like the Can I Sleep quite a bit. It really helps me relax and gets me into sleep mode. It helps me stay asleep, right? But I hadn't given it too much thought until I heard Ty talking a lot about the Can I Fresh. He's been working a lot of long hours recently. Uh, and as a result, he's got to get that little kick in the afternoon. And, you know, at my age, uh, Danny, don't, I hope you don't sweat when you get there, but I'm sure as hell sweating right now. At my age of 50, man, right, you know, in the afternoon, I, I know why old guys like to go to that 4.30 
you know, uh, early bird special because they're about ready for bed by that time. And that pretty much describes me. But I want to get that workout in. So I hit the Can I Fresh last week. And man, I was juiced up and ready to go for my workout. Got my workout in, got myself home. And by that time, I was ready to relax. So if you need that quick boost of energy, a little pep, um, as they say, or as Ty says, um, go ahead and and get your Can I brands. And, and Ty, why don't you tell fans out there who are thinking about going this way on you know how they could take advantage of, of our connection relationship with Can I Brands. Yeah, canibrands.com. Again, non-habit forming. Great way to be able to refresh, revitalize. They've got a little bit of something for everybody. But more importantly, what we have for you as the viewer joining us here on the ramp, you're entitled to an additional 25% off any of their products on canibrands.com using the promo code RANT25. Everything in the basket is 25% off. So throw as much as you can in to take advantage of those savings. And in addition to that, once you go above $49 in a single purchase, one cart, you'll also get free shipping anywhere in the continental US that, of course, they ship to. So make sure you go and use that promo code RANT25 for that additional 25% off any of the Can I Brands products at canibrands.com. Thanks, Ty. And now that we've paid some of the bills, we'll get back to the most important person here, the VIP of the show. And that would be our friend Danny Barrett. We're so glad he joined the show. Such a great guy. Um, both, uh, well, I don't know if, you know, uh, um, uh, his competitors would think he's a great guy in the pitch. He just <laughs> he has a way of steamrolling him over. But um, sure as hell, a great guy off the pitch. Uh, Danny, are you ready for the Run Pass or Kick Challenge? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome, man. Um, so speaking of uh, that um, – your, your blistering runs. Um, some people have named this on, uh, I, I believe it's YouTube. They've called it the beast mode, right? Which is not an uncommon word, but they've referred to you in that beast mode factor right there. So I want to talk a little bit about that. I watched the beast mode highlight lately, and here's what I want to know. Run, pass, or kick. Is the better beast mode highlight for Danny Barrett when you're breaking tackles or when you're breaking your arm yet carrying on and still playing rugby? I, I guess I'll run with this one. Um, <laughs> for me, it, it, honestly, it's the it's probably running through things. Um, you know, being a cow guy myself, beast mode, the original beast mode, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Uh, he he had a he had a saying a while back. You know, a defender can only take so much when you run through him over and over and over and over and over and over again, and over and over and over. <laughs> like you know, that the the mental side behind that. You know, a defender is just going to be like, man. I don't know if I could do this anymore. So for me, it, it's it's all about you know getting that game line and getting a little bit of go forward and and letting the fast guys, Perry, Carlin, Maka, Falau, you know, let those guys do their thing. Absolutely, I love that. You know, there's a lot of people that would agree with the notion that it's much more physical and harder, like energy sapping, to be on defense like that when you're just being hit again and again and again. Uh, so I, I like that. You know, you're gonna, you you talk about that. Just keep knocking at that door, right? Just keep hitting it. Uh, you spoke about Kel for a moment. So I'm going to dive off that point there into the next question. So here lies number two. Run, pass, or kick. You know the rules. You developed out of a powerhouse collegiate program at Kel and then went on to play at Golden Gate. You have been fortunate to have played in both sevens and fifteens codes at Rugby World Cup level. Can a player compete at a high level in both the sevens and fifteens format? Run, pass, or kick? Yeah, I'll, I'll run with that one again. I think 
you don't need to ask me that question. You, you just need to watch World Rugby. Just watch mm-hmm. the sevens players. I think sevens is a breeding ground for, for 15s. And even then, so you look at 2016 Olympics, Sonny Bill Williams came back. Quade Cooper gave it a shot. Artie Savea gave it a shot. And now you look even even more present. Uh, the Yuani brothers in, in the all-black side are both former sevens guys, got their start in sevens. Um, and I have no doubt those guys can come back and play. And then look at the Americans. You know, we have at one point since my, my tenure on the team, the sevens program, uh, we probably had nine of 12 or nine of 15 guys that were captain 15s. Uh, when I went to the 2015 World Cup, we had, I believe there were six or seven of us that were, were sevens kind of regulars. So, I mean, it, it speaks for itself. If you have the desire and you have kind of that, that work ethic to just want to be the best rugby player you possibly can, then by all means, yes, we, we, we can do it. Love it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny you say that. I mean, way back in the time machine, this is going back in the time machine, by the way, <laughs> uh, you know, right, right after England won the World Cup, I think it was 2003, there was chatter about, you know, oh, guys can't play sevens and be 15s players. And I think I wrote into, because there was no, the internet was in its infancy, I wrote into Rugby World Magazine. I said, are you kidding me? I said, there's some of those, you know, World Cup winners for England got their start with a sevens program. Right, that's where they started to develop and really got their skills. Like uh, I think it was Delalio, maybe, and and who was their scrum half, Matt um, Dawson, I think, mm-hmm. a couple other guys. So 100. percent I you know I love the fact that guys are switching codes and doing a little bit of both and and um, really highlighting the skills in both games has has been awesome to see. And one of the things I want to ask you about, Danny, you know, Ty referred to you know being from Cal, you know, being in, in San Francisco, Golden Gate. Um, run pass or kick, was it a greater thrill to play in that 2018 Sevens Rugby World Cup in San Francisco or to win the Las Vegas Sevens tournament with the United States? Well, I'm going to kick this one. And uh, I'll, Rob, I'll, I'll let you have uh, give it a shot. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. And, I, and here's what I'd say. I guess I'd say the fact that you're playing for the United States and you're playing in your home country in either tournament is the greatest honor and thrill that a a rugby player could have, right? Or any sportsman could have when there is national team honors at stake. And so, you know, it's it's nice and fun and, and it's great to play in front of your home, your family and friends and things in San Francisco. But I'll tell you what, that Las Vegas Sevens uh, championship, I watched you guys win it and I watched you guys celebrate. And I think that was uh, one of the greatest thrills that that, that team and the members of it uh, could have ever had. Yeah, I, I think uh... – I think you're you're pretty close. I think you, you had it before you changed it to Vegas. Uh, for me, for me, playing in San Francisco, you know, the, one of the cooler things about that was we got to train out at Golden Gate, train in the clubhouse that you know I I learned the game. You know, there's pictures of me from my very first rugby game on the walls in the clubhouse. Um, you know, jerseys of some um, like great American rugby players uh, to have come out of that club. And then for me personally, growing up, I always wanted to play baseball. Baseball was my first love. Um, and I wanted nothing else but to be a professional baseball player and to play for the Giants. And, you know, with, with all of that, I was at the 2012 uh, World Series Game 2 in San Francisco. So to be able to run onto the field with such a kind of historic program, especially in that decade, in their stadium – you know, 10 minutes from where I went to high school, 15 minutes from where I grew up, 
you know, hundreds of family and friends, people I've played with, played against, you know, people I, I, you know, I could tell their whole life story or, you know, people that I have just met kind of along the way. For me, that was probably the top of the top out of those two. Um, I mean, there, there's nothing like playing in such a hollowed ground as, you know, Oracle Park, AT&T Park, whatever you want to call it, whatever they call it nowadays. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think I think the World Cup was, was amazing. Uh, Vegas in its own right. Um, I remember after winning Vegas, my first thought was, you know, we win, blow the whistle, and everybody ran on the field. And my first thought was, man, like, you know, this is what it feels like to be like a college football player, win a rivalry game, you know, have your, your student section, your fans all – you know, crowd the field. Like this is it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> so I mean we, we weren't perfect in that tournament either, but we got the job done. So I, I think both of them hold a, a pretty special spot in my heart. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And for completely different reasons too. Yeah. Um and that's the benefit of experience, right? If you've seen so many different, you know, sides of the game, whether it be sevens or fifteens, and so many different levels of success as well. And we're gonna dive more into that throughout this, but I'm loving where this conversation is already headed. So let's go into the next question here. And uh run pass or kick again, you know the rules. Sevens rugby has evolved over the years, and with it, so has the level of competition. The latest competition to help elevate the status of sevens here in the U.S. is the PR sevens, of course, Premier Rugby Sevens. Why should fans take note and pay attention to this new sevens league? You got to run with this, right? I teed it up so perfectly. (laughs) I mean, you you teed it up so perfectly. I'm going to kick it back to you and see what you think. (laughs) You did such a good job. Danny Barrett throws a dummy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fake pass that one. Okay, cool. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead, but I'm definitely going to give you a window to be able to elaborate it on <laughs> afterwards, okay? Fair? Okay, so here we go. You know, much like, in fact, let me compare it in this way, and not that I'm offering a direct comparison, but what domestic rugby has achieved recently because of the MLR, Sevens now has a very similar ability to do so. They can give a professional athletes an opportunity to be able to play and do so on a consistent basis while providing a higher level of competition that has been provided in sevens on a regular format for domestic players, right? So there's one win straight away off the bat. But it's also including these local partners like the Memphis, uh, oh man, I'm going to forget their name, Inner City Rugby Memphis, I think it is. Yeah. Something along those lines. And I'm sorry if I butchered it, but I'm still mentioning it because it's got the local partners. It's got this wonderful blend so far of these these guys are on the cusp of some great professional careers, but yet the experience to be able to nurture them as well and mentor them. But as a fan, right, you will like it because it's developing rugby. You you love it because it's it's growing it from also a grassroots and also building it from the top and they're going to meet in the middle, right? Because you're going to pull players up and you're going to pull experience in. Um, so yeah, and it's going to be exciting brand of rugby that people have come to love about sevens in general. So if you could bottle that HSBC sevens experience and provide it on a regular basis in American cities, it's going to be a success and it's going to be great entertainment value, right? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, for me, one of the things that you probably didn't mention was the fact that sevens is probably the easiest way to, to learn the game. Because everything's yeah. under a microscope. 
you know, everybody has to be able to do everything. And for the average American sporting fan, you know, seeing watching a 15s game is, is good and everything, but if you don't know how to ch- play chess, it's going to be hard to learn how to play chess just by watching it. Right. Where sevens, it's, it's kind of like checkers. You can kind of see what you need to do, and everything is very, very straightforward. And I think, you know, with, with that brings in the crossover athlete. And that's another market of, of athletes that sevens is now able to pick from, you know, as a kid growing up. Yeah. And, and, and as a kid growing up, you know, there was no defined path to professional rugby for an American. Mm -hmm. It was national team or bust. And Hey, did you have to go to college? Did you have to play in high school? You know, how do I get there? So what I think the PR sevens is, is really good for and what they're, doing the most important thing for me is creating a pathway so now these kids coming out of high school you go all right you know i have the pr sevens i have the mlr which one do i want to do i I can also go to college which to me i highly recommend go get your degree because rugby is not always going to be there but you know there is that professional avenue to go play sevens you know not everybody is a 15s player not everybody from sevens is going to translate into the full side game so the PR7 is another opportunity to get these elite level athletes and these high school kids coming up a way to go, a direction to look forward to and, and to become the best rugby player they can. You know, I, I really liked a lot what you built in there. And one piece in particular that got me thinking right off the bat straight away as you begin to elaborate is the fact that there are guys in these teams and folks who are watching, check out the rosters, Premier Sevens. Uh, all the rosters are posted. The jerseys are up for pre-order. All the merch is ready to go. Uh, but the rosters are there. And what I love is sprinkled in, and a lot of those rosters are young up-and-coming players that that have gotten an opportunity, maybe where they're drafted or have, you know were drafted with the last year or right. just entered into rosters. And they're trying to make a name for themselves in the MLR, and they're getting an opportunity to come to the sevens code and and play a little different style and a style for some of those guys that I think suits them a little bit at this point in their career, like we talked about earlier. And I just love that. I mean, you know, we interviewed Cam Consolino uh, uh, or Carm Consolino, excuse me, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Watson, Phil Katonga, Roddy, my guy uh, Christian Rodriguez, um, and uh, Patrick Madden, of course. Um, and 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 Harley Wheeler, who was who played in Atlanta, uh, we haven't seen him in a year, I think, because of injury. But he's coming back. He's stealing some of my questions, Rob. <laughs> so, <laughs> nevertheless, we'll elaborate on that. But it's good to see. So I'm going to get into the next question. Um, today, the news was released that you will be captain of the team. Um, run, pass, or kick? What is the name of the team? And. Um, did you guys just run out of names or did somebody forget to change the name in the press release? I mean, that's a, it's a very, very good question. Um, and, and as much as I want to pass on this one, I'm going to run with it. Um, the name of the team is the team. And I think what people are misunderstanding about it is, you know, there's horses on it. There's you know, lightning bolts and all this stuff. But what do you call a group of horses? It's a, a team, team of horses. horses. That's right. So we're, we're, we're just a bunch of uh, guys built like horses, ready to run, ready to play. You know, you, you never want to get in front of a horse at full steam. So 
the, the team is we're ready to roll. I think uh, you know within that squad, like you guys have mentioned, we got some pretty some pretty good guys, some some uh, some new up and comers. We also have some some pretty big ball carriers that are gonna you know be be that tail end of the horse and and really provide some power. Yeah, I think we know what uh, John, Johnny Ryberg can do when he gets on the hoof, right? Yeah, hopefully it's not a bench press, but I'm sure he's got something in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely, like, you know, to, to Rob's earlier point, you know, names that are on the roster, uh, uh, which was released, by the way, today uh, from Pierre Sevens. Uh, so this is the most current uh, – uh, um, actually, I think it's the last team that they needed to announce, or is they one or two more? Anyways, I digress. I think there's a couple more. Yeah, you're right. So Johnny Ryberg, one of the names, Christian Rodriguez and Harley Wheeler, which you mentioned just a moment ago, uh, Rob. So, yeah, I mean, some real great heavy hitters on that team, a little bit of a mix of youthful talent and, and some experience with Aaron Cummings as well being one of those young guns uh, uh, who was recently a draftee, what, two of the first uh, rounds uh, last year, I think, right? So, yeah, it's nice to be able to see that healthy mix and uh, the name, the team. Keep it simple, right? And it works. <laughs> it's got you guys talking about it. So, hey. Yeah, exactly. Right? I like publicity. it. Honestly, I'm the one who wrote that question. And that's why like, I thought it was probably way funnier than it actually was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like it. I like it. It's original in, in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. I, Sorry, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I started looking at the rosters, time. man. And I, and I, I got to tell you, I look. I, so I'm looking down. First of all, one of my guys... Uh, David Fee is an assistant coach of the experts. So I, I like seeing seeing my guy in there. And and so there's a sentimental favorite there. But then I looked at the team's roster and I went, oh, 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 oh those boys will roll. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing the team in action. So let me dive into the next one. And then we're going to go into the uh, the quick tap round. Not before we hear a word from our sponsors, though. So let me dive into the last question for this half. Run, pass, or kick. The Premier Sevens is a single event as it's planned for October 9th, the first edition. Of course, Order Zone Park in Tennessee. And uh, fans are, of course, encouraged to go and check that out online if they haven't already gotten their tickets. But moving forward, the intent is to be a multi-city series, uh, which will be launched the following year in 2022. Here lies the question. How can this series fit inside the very busy 2022 schedule with Sevens Rugby World Cup and the HSB series all going on in the fall? Yeah, uh, uh, I will try and run with this one. This one's kind of like, you know, on the back foot. And yeah, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see if we get a little bit of a... Hey, look, you have a pass option, but you just haven't chosen <laughs> to use it. You just run everything, my friend. <laughs> no, no, that's what I do. I, I'm, here to, I'm here to get the gain line. I love uh, it. But no, I think the timing of it's perfect because it's between World Cup, uh, World Cups, you know, July-ish, and then mm-hmm. the series doesn't start again until December. So what that does from USA Seven side of things is gives the guys that don't go to World Cup gives them a chance to play, and it gives you a reason to keep your fitness up. If I know anything, it's how to get unfit. Mm-hmm. So. For, for to have that, you know, a, a four or five, six week season in the middle of, you know, a huge tournament and then the start of the, the sevens again, it's a perfect timing for it. Get a lot of guys some game time, get them some experience. And then, hey, if, if someone else steps up, 
and takes a spot, even better. That's what that's exactly what we're looking to do. That's awesome. Um, and 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 I think for fans, it, you know, with the MLR really hitting its stride in the spring, starting in February and going, um, you know, into July, and then of course we get some we'll get some uh, internationals there in August, um, and then. We go right into seven season in that in that fall, and so rugby fans can really see uh, a true calendar, at least in the United States, develop where we can enjoy the thrills of rugby on a professional and international level. You know, almost uh, around you know the calendar, which is great to see. I love it. Um, and I just have one real quick question before we go to our sponsor. Um, I want to know: Did the, the the team selections was this backyard style? You know, like captain's pick. Uh, I'll have to pass that one because I do not know. So, okay. <laughs> so the answer is no. Then the answer is no. The answer is no. <laughs> All right. So we want to, before we go on to the quick tap, talk about one of our other critical sponsors. Been a huge supporter of the rugby rant throughout the spring and into the current fall season. That is Tighthead Brewing Company. It is Chicago's premier location to watch rugby and enjoy quality ales and lagers for all seasons. It's located in Mundelein, Illinois, and the heart of Lake County, owner Brewster and the Tidehead staff, which are in their 10th year of operation. They will ensure you're kept well hydrated so you don't miss a single scrum. Tidehead's tap room is like the familiar rugby clubhouse in which friends and teammates can meet, socialize, and enjoy the wide variety of brews on tap. And, of course, you can enjoy these brews while you're watching tremendous rugby this fall, right? We've already got locked in place the women's world cup we've of course got the premier sevens event here happening in about a week and a half and we have uh october internationals and november internationals and of course there's hsbc sevens going on too so there's all kinds of great rugby to watch so hey chicago when you want to watch rugby tight ed brewing company will satisfy your thirst tight ed it's worth more than a try so now we're going to get that tight ed's uh sorry quick tap segment um and uh, we've got some questions for you real quick. And just surefire this or that. You don't have to explain. You can explain if you want. Totally up to you. But we got five of these ready. Um, can you handle the quick tap? Let's do it. All right. Um, so here you go. Better budgie model. Harley Wheeler or John Ryberg? I haven't seen either of them in a budgie, I don't think. Uh, so I'm going to go Johnny Ryberg. <laughs> probably, you know, probably lucky about for that. that question is you're forced to imagine it. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part. I've, well, I've I seen Johnny squat, though. such so a great I, I poker think. face. Danny, I don't know if you play poker, but you should, man, because you're like, that question was delivered. As soon as it was budgie model, like your face didn't even change whatsoever. You're like, you know, bring it on. I got it. I got it. Oh, mm-hmm. now I have to imagine it. Do you feel dirty inside? <laughs> <laughs> I've been in a few locker rooms. I think I'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got through it. You got through it. <laughs> all right, righty. This is a little tougher one. Yeah, we hope this won't divide your allegiances. Faster hundred meter dash, sea fly or parry? Uh, hundred meters, Carlin. If it's like 110, 120, I got parry. Wow, you got that really figured out. Didn't even flinch on that one. Impressive. Nope. All right, we're we're going to go to Premier Sevens here. Worst jersey. The team or the headliners? Um, ooh. I mean, 
So they had Falau in that pink fade to yellow, and yeah. that's right up his alley. So I'm going to have to say the team, just because the Browns jerseys are not very attractive, and we might as well be a rugby version of the Browns. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we don't have a history like they had or had or are continuing on with, but we'll see. Hey, they beat the snot out of my Bears this weekend, so uh, they got something going for them, so you're, you're in good company. <laughs> All I right. think we'll be all right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, you have one more spot in your posse that you're rolling with out on the town on an evening. Are you going with Clever or Pinky? Uh, Todd. <laughs> I think Todd is a much more handsome guy. Not that Pinky's not handsome, but the long flowing hair. I got the long hair as well. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going with Todd. Okay. <laughs> you guys would be like uh, what Goose and Maverick out on the pro, right? Yeah, I'll just All bring right. Todd's uh, ESPN the body issue. Yeah. Out <laughs> I love my wife, so of course, yeah. of course, we're, it'd we're be fun. Speaking hypothetically, yeah. All right, All right. Um, last one. Better HSBC host city, Vancouver or Cape Town? Cape Town, hands hey, down. Hey, hey, hey. point. Born and raised <laughs> in Cape Town, my friend. Yeah, no, don't even need to explain that one, Cape Town. Yep. Yeah. Suck it, Canada. <laughs> yeah. So um, awesome. There's a great, great response to those questions. Uh, you were on the money, hit them surefire without flinching. That was pretty impressive, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I like it. You, know, you got a, you got a good, good poker face, as I said. But we're going to step <laughs> away from the quick tap for a moment. We want to be able to talk about something that's really special to us for a couple of reasons. One, they choose to be able to partner with us, and they help us do this every single week here with the Rugby Rant. And that, of course, I am talking about is our friends at Rugby Coffee. Now, this ethically sourced rugby brand Coffee is so important for two reasons. One, A, it tastes good. B, every cup that you enjoy, 10% of the profits go towards youth rugby development in both Canada and the U.S. Why better or what better reason should I say do you need to be able to enjoy a cup of coffee than when you know it goes back to being able to serve rugby communities and grow the sport that we all love together. They have two distinctive brands for the North American market. I hold them in my hands. The crowd favorite. This one is always popular and for good reason. It's a wonderful, more mellowed blend. If you like a little bit more full body, a darker, richer roast, you want to go for the Jouet Jouet. Uh, both of them are available at rugbycoffee.com. Again, 10% of the proceeds of their annual, uh, sorry, of their yearly uh, profits goes to developing youth rugby in both Canada and the US, of which the American partner for that program will be announced shortly. Uh, they have recently just announced their partnership with uh, uh, our Canadian counterparts, the Toronto Arrows, for their own special branded blend. Uh, so go in again, check that out at rugbycoffee.com to be able to get your piece of rugby coffee and to give back through rugby coffee. So I have the opportunity to be able to uh, field a question from one of our fans who's been watching this episode. So Scott in the background has been fielding these questions and he popped one up here from Daryl McCormick, who was recently on uh, our show here as a guest. And he says to you, Danny, have you been approached by any MLR teams and would you consider it? Run, pass, or kick? Uh, how about I kick this? I'm, I'm going to kick it and see what you guys think. 
<laughs> okay. All right. So, so I guess I'll, I'll field this one then, and then Rob can add his comments afterwards. So the answer is yes and yes. <laughs> I'm sure that the, 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 the opportunities uh, for MLR is whether it has already come about or whether it will come about somewhere along the line, I imagine it's going to be there because when the MLR is looking at talent, they look at talent close to home because here's a guy that's obviously involved in the rugby community, has a name, could find a spot in most rosters. Why wouldn't you want that experience also to be able to have where you could find a place pretty quickly, but also kind of coach up that next generation right alongside you. And for you, if expanding outside of your rugby playing career, what a great transition, right, into professional domestic rugby. Uh, so, yeah, those are my, that's my answer. And, and yeah, I guess so, I uh, Here, Rob, how about this? So, so he answered that part. Uh, who do you think would have reached out so far? <laughs> okay, so I, my answer is yes, then. <laughs> well, so, I'll, I'll get to it. So, so here's what I love. Fans watching home, this has never happened. We've never had a guest ask us a question, and I love it. Right? This is great. Thank you, Danny. I really appreciate it, even if I'm totally off the mark here. But no, I gonna... think he's running the interview right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, he runs over the competition, so what the hell? We may, we may, you know, might as well be his next uh, victim. Right. Um, so, so I would, I would say yes, and I would say it's either San Diego or LA. I think two, you know, two teams very close to you at home. They, they do look to grow and develop local guys, and of course, being able to take advantage of somebody who lives close to home who is familiar with a lot of the the, the um, rugby community in those areas. Probably more likely San Diego, right? That would be my guess. Um, but um, I would say they'd be fools not to at least make the uh, make the overture. Yeah, so I, I I will say, Ty, you are correct. People have uh, reached out. I have considered it, um, but whether that's it, it's something in the cards, you know, uh, only time will tell. I I, have, I actually haven't played a 15s game in uh, five years, so I, I do take a bit of offense there, Ty, because you said I I could find a spot in most rosters, which. <laughs> Come on, man. All I, rosters. I, 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 yeah, All there we go. Thanks, I was Rob. thinking the same thing. I'm guessing <laughs> I'm not going to get a good grade on this one, Rob. I was thinking he was going to slap yeah. you across the screen. Yeah, bad review coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Started so well, failed at the end. But, but I mean, let me put it another way. Would you consider if they called you, you know, when you when you finally decide, you know what, I'm, I'm hanging up my boots with USA 7s, uh, and put it into my playing career. Would you consider jumping into coaching 15s? Coaching 15s, uh, I don't know because I haven't I haven't done much of it. Right. Um, I've coached you know quite a bit of sevens. Uh, there, there's a local travel team down in San Diego that I I kind of kick around with high school program um, that I'll help out as much as I can. But a lot of what I teach is very sevens based okay. because, like I said in an earlier question, you can you learn the game so much better that way. And especially as a player, like you have to be able to do everything on your own, you know, hit a, hit a clear out by yourself and, and make that and make it work. And if you can do that in a sevens game, you can definitely do it in 15s. So I, I go by a very sevens uh, structure behind it, but I don't see why I couldn't coach 15s. I think I, I I'm more of a sevens coach at this point, but yeah, I mean, as long as I'm involved in rugby some way, somehow, um, 
preferably for the rest of my life, would be a, a good way to go. Right. Well, I mean, it's already you got a good start so far. You're, you, you've seen so many different levels of success in, in the game. Uh, so it wouldn't be a surprise to myself, Rob, Scott, or any of the fans if you did end up in the MLR and possibly coaching down the road. Because, like I said, it could be a way to transition back into it by playing and then into coaching. So who knows? We'll, we'll stay tuned, right? So let me dive into the next question. Run, pass, or kick? Which do you think has the ability to draw more new fans? This is kind of tying into what you were saying about learning the game. So which do you think has the ability to draw more new fans to rugby in the U.S.? Fifteens or sevens? And why do you think that, with whatever your answer may be? Yeah, so, so I'll carry hard here again. Um, sevens, hands down. Uh, going off the back of the World Cup in San Francisco, and, you know, knowing a significant amount of people that were there and how they brought friends that didn't know the game. Um, it's a testament to, to the fans and to the sport that the home nation lost out, right? We lost out. We played for a fifth or sixth, whatever it was. But the time that the final came on, there were still 35,000 people in a stadium that sits 42,000. So, and I can guarantee you that a very big percentage of those people had no idea what was going on <laughs> right. and probably still don't know. And yeah, I mean, hopefully they do now that was three years ago, but I think because of the simplistic nature of like being able to see everything and kind of why things are happening in a sevens game and how they, I don't want to say dumb the rules down, but kind of, you know, scaled it back a bit to allow that an average sporting fan in any country especially, you know, these tier two, tier three nations, you know, they'll be able to, to see a sevens tournament or a sevens game. And okay. Yeah. That, that kind of made sense. I don't really get it, but it kind of made sense. And then on a very American side of things is Americans are very, you know, ADD, ADHD. We, we want something new. We want something better every, every 10 or 15 minutes. And that's exactly what rugby does, what sevens does is, hey, you know, there's two new teams. All right. They're no longer tired. These guys are, are, are ready Planning to play. Let's go. minute attention span. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and, and so it's, it's perfect. It's, it's built for the American consumer. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think there's, there's a lot of advantage to be gained. Um, and it's a whole other show, I think, to talk about, you know, how sevens can be integrated into growing and developing youth rugby players. But I think one of the mm-hmm. things that's interestingly in a significant contrast between the two styles is, especially as a youth coach, you know, as I look at, of course, you have the aftermatch uh, friendly, you know, barbecue or whatnot afterwards. And, a, and I get a lot of response from parents. They love that aspect. What's in a really cool aspect is when you have a festival. Right. That sevens mm-hmm. provides. And now it's not just two teams. Now it's, you know, eight or right. 10 or 12 teams. And that's and- to that same point. You know, uh, this is what rugby around the world is. Well, rugby 15s rugby around the world is now trying to embrace this concept of rugby entertainment. Right. Rugby entertainment. Yeah. George Killebrew calls it. And it's something that sevens has developed already over there. Uh, I would say really kind of took took hold about 10 to 15 years ago. But it's become synonymous with that party festival atmosphere. And that almost sells the experience and with it in conjunction, the sport itself, because they're having such a wonderful time just in the experience alone. 
and then the rugby product on the field is also an incredibly high and entertaining product. Uh, it's just such a perfect storm for, for, for new fans to be, uh, to be entertained and to be thrown into it and enjoy it. And to your point, I love it. You know, it's not that it's, it's a dumbed down version of rugby. It's simplified and it's, it's the basics are easier to grasp as a fan than it would be if you were trying to adopt 15 for the first time. I know. I've been trying to explain rugby to my father-in-law <laughs> since I moved to the U.S., and he's been trying to explain football to me. Uh, you know, so the battle continues. Um, and and but yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, it's it's easier to grasp the basics of the sport, basically. Yeah, very much so. So I want to jump into the next question. We've touched upon it a little bit earlier, but we want to um, explore this with a bit more depth. The run, pass, or kick. There are some young guys that are sprinkled into the rosters. We've mentioned some of those names. Some of them in particular have been tied to the MLR teams, whether through the draft or they've been with those teams for a year or two. Run, pass, or kick. How important is this series to, de- to developing the next generation of USA 7's Olympic squad? Maybe not 2022, but... 2026. Yeah, uh, I'll run with it again here. Um, it's it's hugely important because there aren't many high level sevens events in the U.S. You know, now that the the HSBC stops in L.A., we kind of miss out on you know those eight or ten uh, different level tournaments that we would have in Vegas. Um, so, you know, there, there's kind of a, a lack of sevens tournaments throughout the year. And then you you have, you know, two or three levels of national championships uh, during the summer, and then we're done. So to be able to add in, you know, hopefully what's about five or six stops come next year, it's, it's just going to give players, you know, especially those kind of 18 to 24 age range, more opportunities to show that they deserve a spot. And, you know, we, we probably haven't done the best job recruiting and, and developing throughout, you know, my time with the sevens program. We definitely have some absolute all-stars that came out of, you know, the college all Americans, the Cerebi, uh, or sorry, rugby town sevens. Um, so there are guys that come from that, but rugby town is a very international tournament. Mm-hmm. Where this is, you know, very much American focused. There's a couple Canadians sprinkled in, um, but it's going to give you, you know, a high level. Can you cut it on the field, but can you also cut it in the changing room and the film room, the recovery rehab, you know, the training pitch? Can you fit in on a team? You know, how, how well versed are you at you know, picking things up, game to game, half to half, play to play, scrum to scrum? and that kind of stuff with guys who are expecting it and demanding it. Like I, I know I'm, I'm very, very demanding because I want the best for myself. And that means I want the best from you guys. So, so we are the best. I don't care if I like you or not. I'm going to do whatever I got to do to help us win because at the end of the day, that's what we're here for is to win games. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can respect that. You know, that's a leadership style that you lead from the front and, you know, others will follow. Um, and you hold yourself accountable just the same as you would anybody else. Right. That's a part of it. If I can't do it, then I can't expect anybody else to do it. Right. But, right. but if I can hold my health, myself to that standard, then everybody should be able to do that. I've been on the team for a long time. I kind of know what it takes to be here and, and to stay here. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to help you along the way. I'm, I'm going to take it easy, but you know, this is what has to be done. Right. And that's that mentorship, you know, component I was talking about that you need these leaders to kind of, uh, give them nurture that next generation for lack of a better term. Um, so let's dive into the next question and we're on to number 10. And as we draw closer towards the end of our interview, I want you to start thinking about who you might want to give a shout out to a special cause you want to draw attention to. Um, and of course, we'll give you that window to do so just before we head out of here from this run parcel kick interview. And a quick reminder to those fans that may be tuning in, you can continue to be able to grab more content like this each and every Monday by tuning into uh, our RPKs weekly every Monday night at 8 p.m. CST by following us under the handle at rugby be rant pod for more great content and follow us on our social media accounts uh, for updates on who our upcoming guests may be so number 10 run parcel kick again as the league grows in the intent sorry is the intent to attract international players to the rosters and create a professional sevens league so um, I guess there's a couple of layers to that. One, is it going to be a continual, like the professional league for sevens, in your opinion? And then two, how much of the international uh, uh, component will be uh, filled in the rosters? So I think that's one I'll probably have to pass on just sure. because I don't, I, I, I just, that, that's a bit above my pay grade. Um, <laughs> You weren't and, in the boardroom you know, on that day? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> no, no, no. He missed the Zoom call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it was that training. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's something that, you know, it depends on what you need. So if that's where, you know, the owners and, you know, the higher-ups see the league going, then so be it. Um, I personally would like it to be, you know, very North American-centric kind of like the MLR is, um, but even more so USA and Canada, USA, Canada, Mexico, um, because Mexico's, you know, they were on the series the last couple of weeks. Why not right. give them a shot? Help them grow their rugby as well. We're all one continent. So, Right. And to their credit, I think they, they only managed to be able to join the HSBC series this time around because France couldn't. Um, so they just stepped up, right? Exactly. So, you know, why, why not give give people a shot that are around and it's going to, yeah. you know, in the long run, if we do something like that, you know, we're going to have more local competition to yeah. then push, you know, our, our rugby that much higher. Yeah, there's a lot Australia, of people Australia, Australia, New Zealand. that comment. Like, like yeah. if I understand you correctly, you're saying like, okay, we're making it international. Let's bring in some of our neighbors. Let's bring them all from Canada. Let's bring more from mm-hmm. Mexico. Let's make it a North American or just, you know, the Americas, if you can go even further south. Uh, and if we have to be able to include uh, internationals, let's do it from developing rugby countries that can grow at a similar pace to us and bring them up with us. And I love that kind of personality, uh, also that perception of, 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 if you are going to make it international, still make it local in a way. Yeah. It's just kind of like the, you know, what was the tri nations at one point, right? Right. Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. And they use that to grow that. And all right, now let's add in someone else. Argentina's there. They, they had Japan for a little bit and super rugby. So let's, let's build, let's start small and then we'll go global. Absolutely. And so, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and jump on the next question. Ty, we're going to skip one of these because I think Danny's done a pretty good job at answering it. 
Um, so I'm he gonna, just runs at everything. <laughs> yeah, he runs at everything, and, and, he, and he carries on and runs over the next thing. Um, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and take your question. We can kind of alternate yep. here. Um, so run, pass, or kick, the USA 7s team had high expectations uh, during this Olympic period here just a few months back. Um, with the margins between the teams so tight, did you guys fall short, or is it just that competitive at that level of rugby sevens? Um, yeah, I, I guess I kind of have to go with this one, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think we fell short? Because I do. Uh, we were up 21-7 at halftime, up 21-0 at one point in the quarterfinal, and we, we gave up 2,600 so oh, oh. Uh, if, if you're going to tell me that we didn't fall short, then I'm going to call you a liar because we, we had that game in the bag and then we completely shot the bed and it is what, you know, the, the story wrote itself from there. So, well, I look, you guys have had a meteoric rise, especially since you've been involved with the team. You've gone to, you put USA rugby um, in respectable discussions you know, I mean, the 15s game, we still have a ways to go, but uh, around the world, the All Blacks and the Springboks and the Fijians respect American sevens rugby. And so you guys set the bar really high, and, and that's a great thing. Um, but it's going to take us it's going to take us a little bit. And this is where I think, you know, fans really felt let down. Maybe they forget it's going to take us a little bit to find that consistency and be, you know, up in that you know, one top one, two or three uh, consistently, you know, um, and and while we, we have those high expectations and it's good to have and we should have those and the players should have them for one another and themselves, we also got to realize that, you know, those are some pretty damn good teams that have been operating yep. at a damn high level for a damn long time. And we're going to yep. continue to have to work our asses off. And I say that collectively as a, as a rugby playing nation um, to, to, to get in those and stay there. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, getting to the top and winning at once is not good enough. Um, right. I mean, long ago are the days of New Zealand winning 10 or 12 in a row when they were really only playing Fiji in a final or England in a final, um, you know, Samoa won it in 2009. So I think the level has definitely stepped up. And I also think we, we uh, underperformed in the Olympic games. <laughs> right. I mean, it's interesting to hear you, you say that because, you know, it ties into something you said earlier is about holding yourself accountable. So I love that you're candid. With, with, with that, you know, you said, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, we were, we were up and then how did we end up down? Well, I mean, if you have to look in the mirror and ask yourself the tough questions, you might find the answer. But, you know, you don't want to be overly critical. Right. But you can be realistic. And with, if you're not real with yourself, how are you going to get better? Right. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the, the critical point behind everything that you're conveying and how I'm at least receiving it. And I'm sure many fans that are listening to this may very well agree because they might be yelling at their TV saying the same thing. They go, hey, look, even Danny agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, there's a lot of merit inside of that. And, and I appreciate your, your, your very candid responses because it's refreshing. Because, you know, fans don't always have the ability to connect with, with people like you in this manner. So we have to become that medium for them. So thank you for your, for your great uh, your comments and yeah. truthful and yeah. honest. 
hopefully it, it uh, you know, lights a fire under other people to say, you know, that's, that's what I want to do. I, I want to be better than the, than the last and the other ones right. to do it. Right. So. Well, you're loving that. You know, we're seeing it right now. We're seeing it out in the field. So talking about out in, out in the field, uh, this leads me to our second to last question here. So run, pass, or kick. Looking ahead to the future and what it might bring, we've kind of like dabbled in a few of these topics, but we got one a little bit more specific here. Will we see Danny Barrett and Mike Friday back with the USA Sevens for the Rugby World Cup 2022? <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go half and half because whatever Mike wants to do, Mike's going to do. Um, whether I'm going to be there, uh, time will tell if my body can, can handle it and, and I can stay healthy, then there's a chance, but you know, there's also a chance that I'm not there, uh, and, and, and move on and, and find something else to do. I, I have a, a daughter coming in January, so that'll be our, our first child. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, at some point I'm going to need to, to take time with her and, and my wife and, and just be around, but you know, I would never, ever hold that out. You know, th there's always an opportunity to play right. rugby at a high level, and I want to be a part of it. For sure, yeah. I mean, obviously, is uh, you want to be able to do so at the best and highest level possible, and that is part of that. So, like you say, if you're fit and able, put me on the roster, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I think you know, I'm a competitor, and, and I'm going to compete until. You know, someone takes my spot or someone's just better than me. Um, and, and I completely understand that, you know, seven is a young man's game and I'm not getting any younger. So uh, that field's just starting to feel a little bit bigger is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I like so, that. I don't remember yeah. there being so many gaps on this defense. Yeah, oh, it's me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those fitness tests are getting a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no more Broncos. All right, we'll get to the last question here, Danny, and then we'll let you have an opportunity to throw a shout-out or whatnot. So uh, last question, run past your kick. What can fans do who are sitting out there watching or, or finding this interview uh, later on down the road uh, this week? What can fans do to help grow the sport in both the 15s and the 7s codes? Oh, man, the back end of this has been has been some really tough ones, haven't they? Save the hard <laughs> ones for the end. you up for the first one. Yeah. This is the final yeah. 20. Your legs are tied. you got to push on through. Yeah. <laughs> you butter me up, and then you <laughs> yeah. bite through the bone to get to the marrow here. Um, yeah, so what, what can what can people do? I think it's just support the, their local club and, and be around. You know, I haven't been to a club game in, in quite a while, but I'm sure it's, you know, five bucks here to get in, you know, a couple bucks for a beer or, or 12. So, you know, go, go enjoy the community, the rugby community. I like to call it the biggest little community in the world because the, the six degrees of separation that rugby provides, I mean, by the end of it, you'll pretty much know everybody in the world. You, you'll know everybody that's ever set foot in a rugby club, played in a rugby game put a jersey on or or you're gonna know someone who knew them who knew them who knew them who knew them right um so i think just just get in and be a part of it you know wh whether you know someone there or not go to a training session run around um and, and hang out you know there, there's nothing like the, the rugby community 
in that you'll beat the hell out of someone for, you know, 14 or 80 minutes and then go share a few beers and, and laugh about what you guys did last weekend after the game or, you know, what you guys, Hey, you guys should come to over to the local club or the, the local bar brewery, come over to Tightheads and, and let's get a beer and, and hang out. Um, there's nothing like that. And, and pe- people will drop a hat to help you take the shirt off your back, literally just to help you out because, Oh yeah, you know, that's a rugby guy. That's a rugby girl. Um, yeah. I actually met my wife in rugby. She was playing for the women's seventh team nice. uh, down in Chula Vista. So, you know, we, we met and got married last September, you know, 53 weeks ago, almost, or just wow. over 53 weeks ago. So happy anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, rugby is a, is very good at bringing people together who didn't know they should be together. So that's how I I feel about it. I love that response because it's so true. Even if somebody is a newcomer to rugby, hasn't played uh, or maybe just played a couple games, old boys or whatever have you, you could still go back to that rugby club and get back somehow, whether it's helping run a tournament, whether, you know, tending to the grill at a big tournament, you know, when they're putting on an event or being the president or vice president or match secretary. And no contribution is too small. Every right. bit helps. Anything that gives some pressure yeah. off the active players, they can focus and, and, and helps the coach focus and concentrate on putting a quality product on the field is, is going to help grow rugby in some way. Yeah, exactly. You know, you could be the guy that puts up the, the poles on the on the, the lines, right? Mm-hmm. 22, goal line, halfway. You're serving a purpose and you're, and you're helping the club. You're, you're bettering the club by, you know, tending the grass or pouring the beer, flipping a burger, whatever it is. J- just being there, I think, is the biggest thing. Yeah. Whether you help right. out or not, just showing up and showing support for – you don't know how far that's going to go for – your son or daughter, your niece or nephew, your cousin, your buddy from work or, or whatever it is, you know, however you're related to, to this person or have a relationship with them, just going out and supporting them is not only supporting rugby, but supporting our society and, and making our, our country a better and more productive place, hopefully. And I, I think the values behind the game are what, you know, people of the world should look at living by. You know, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but Rugby's been pretty darn good to me and, and to my family. So it, it's a good way to go. Well said, well said. And we're going to throw it straight back to you. As we like to, each and every show is a bit of a tradition. Hand the microphone to our guest to be able to send a shout out to anybody important. You've, of course, recognized your wife. Maybe there's a few other names out there or maybe a special club or a special cause that you think is important enough to mention. So the floor is yours, Danny. Yeah, thank you. Um, first of all, thanks to you guys for having me on and and throwing me some ball buster questions here at the end. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back on after that. Now I know what you guys are up to. But uh, yeah, so thank you guys. Uh, you're in. Draw you in. Oh, these guys are friendly. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a South African accent. Uh, but no, I think for me, you know, one of the the foundations that you know I've had my hand in in the past, you know, just Helping out from uh, the kindness of my heart, dare I say, is uh, Ruck ALS. So trip over at Ruck ALS um, reached out to me a couple years ago about, you know, his dad had ALS, a former rugby player, and, you know, helping rugby players and families that are affected by, you know, this horrible, horrible disease. Um, and at that time, I had a, 
a buddy of mine in, uh, from college who played football in college uh, who was just diagnosed with ALS, you know, a year after his or a month after his wedding date um, and has been struggling with it for, you know, the better part of two, two and a half years. Uh, so that holds a pretty special spot in my heart, um, the Ruck ALS Foundation. So if, if you're feeling uh, especially uh, in a given mood, please, I, I would highly suggest to, to reach out to, to Ruck ALS and Trip and, and the guys and girls over there. Um, yeah, and then uh, over the, the 9-11 weekend, I was out in uh, the New York Athletic Club, flew me out to uh, – check out the club and, and do a little bit of promotional stuff for, for them on the nine 11 weekend and to be there for their Memorial game, uh, against the old blue. So just a, a, a quick thank you to New York athletic club for, for having me and, and bringing me in with open arms. Um, as a California kid, you know, you don't get out to, to that part of the country and, and I, I definitely haven't played much out there. So for them to, to recognize who I am and, and the character that I like to portray myself as and, and, and who I am as a person for them to recognize that, you know, it, it means a lot to me. So uh, New York athletic club, thank you guys very much. And, and rock ALS, uh, please check them out. Right. There's that talking about the greater rugby community. And of course exactly. everybody can play their part to be able to help the, that, the, the sport and the people that support it. Uh, I love that message. Thank you very much for sharing that, Danny. And we, of course, I want to be able to take an opportunity to be able to thank you as our fans who have been tuning in, our faithful who will be watching week after week. And if you are new to the show, a quick reminder that you can continue to get more content from us on a weekly basis here for another Run, Pass, or Kick interview with your team from the Rugby Rant podcast by following us under the handle at Rugby Rant Pod on all social media platforms. And again, that'll be weekly every Monday evening at 8 p.m. CST for another run, pass, or kick interview. Alternatively, you can also tune in to watch us on our rugby debate episodes, which will be released every Thursday on our social media. And every Friday, it'll be released on the Rugby Network, of course, home to Major League Rugby and much, much more. And you can find us there every Friday morning uh, on repeat. You can catch us on call uh, with that streaming service with the Rugby Network under the same handle at Rugby Rant Pod. So again, on behalf of the team here from the Rugby Rant, we thank you for watching this episode of the Run Parcel Kick interview with Danny Barrett, who of course is representing the team at PRM, uh, sorry, PR7s October 9th, that is in Tennessee at AutoZone Park for the first and the inaugural event of what we hope will become many across the American calendar next year. Danny, you have been an absolute pleasure to be able to have you. Once again, a tremendous ambassador for the sport. Thank you. Thank you guys very much. And, and real quick, where can fans catch the PR7s in uh, about a week and a half? And what channel? So I believe it's going to be on Fox Sports Two. Yeah, Fox, Fox Sports, Sports Two. Two. Yes, correct. And um, recently today was announced for our Canadian partners to be broadcast on TSN as well. Perfect. Don't ask Danny. Ask me. 
<laughs> he just does the rugby thing. We do the promotion. I was waiting for you to jump in and it didn't happen. <laughs> Danny, on that note, it has been a tremendous show. You have been a blast. I think we've all had a wonderful time. Yeah. So, again, on behalf of our fans, thank you for joining us. And on behalf of the team, if you hear the rugby rant, my name is Ty Braga, your host. For today's activities, alongside, of course, Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt, on behalf of Scott, the big guy Ferrara, who's producing this show, we thank you for watching another great episode of Run Parcel Kick Interviews, and we will see you at the next. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.